may feel powerless when they hear those kind of statements from people. Oh, it's all been changed. And if you really know what you're talking about, you can see how how flawed that viewpoint is and how true your faith is and how you don't have to be intimidated by those voices of our culture. Sink your teeth into scripture and get a bulldog grip on this truth. Listen on some doctrine and get bulldogmatic. Here is your. And if I could just say one thing before you read this, I can hear people now saying, "Oh, that's just old dry history. We don't need that." You'd be amazed at the kind yeah. of stuff that's in there. It's incredible. That you really do need that can can enrich your understanding of your Christian faith. It can enrich it to see that it's not just something I, that began when I became a believer. It goes back to the life of Christ. It's incredible. Exactly. So go ahead. Yeah, the first was, of course, the first Council of Nicaea, which was in 325 A.D. Uh, next, the first Council of, or the Council of Constantinople, which was in 381. Then the first Council of Ephesus in 431, the Council of Chalcedon, is that correct? Mm -hmm. uh, in 451. Then the Second Council of Constantinople in 553. Then the Third Council of Constantinople in 680 to 681. And then the Second Council of Nicaea in 787. So even we see the last one was, what, 1,300 years ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Almost, or 12. 1200 years plus, but um, he goes on, Dr. Truman said, it is not the purpose of his book to outline in detail the history of all the individual councils. We're looking at the importance <coughs> of creeds, and of course, the creeds were formulated at, at right. these councils, so right. that's why we're taking a look at the, at the councils, but um, I wanted to ask you, Pastor, in, in Matthew 16, 15, Jesus asks his disciples, who do you say that I am? Is there any more important no. question for a Christian no. than that? Who do you say that I am? Yeah, that's the, that's the, I, I fear that many Christians miss that. It, it is important, you know, and I, I know that I'm, I'm probably bad about this, but the, the shallowing down of, well, you just believe, just mm -hmm. believe. That's all you get. Just believe. Believe what? Right. Believe what about who? I going back to the book by Dr. Sproul, he says faith has content. If you yes. if the content is wrong, your faith is wrong. Well, the first council of Nicaea uh, is in 325, and they came together because of the Arian controversy. Is that correct? Correct. Right. What is the Arian controversy? The Arian controversy was that uh, so-called because it was from a young bishop named Arius mm -hmm. who said that Jesus was God's create was a creation that he was not God incarnate he was the first creation he was the highest of the creation but he was still a creature and this of course is echoed today in the 21st century by the Jehovah Witnesses because they mm -hmm. say. Jesus is a God. Right. He's not the God, not one with the Father. He is a God. And this was the argument that, that Arius was making and that Athanasius uh, fought very vigorously to, to turn back and show. 
Jesus is God. Here's something a lot of people don't understand. When, when In that quotation from Matthew where, where Peter, Jesus says, who do you say I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, uh, which of course means the Messiah. It's the Greek, the Greek word for the Messiah, the anointed one. In, in Hebrew, it's uh, uh, Hamashiach, the Messiah. Mm -hmm. In Greek, it is the Christ. And this is why in some passages you'll see Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. So, so Peter is saying, you are the Messiah, you're the anointed one of God, you're the one God has sent. And then he says, you are the Son of God. Mm -hmm. You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that's a phrase that can be misunderstood, but it, it's an, it is an expression of equality with God. See, this is why the Pharisees always got upset when Jesus used that term, mm -hmm. because he was claiming he was God in the flesh, and they had a hard time with that. So uh, Arius was basically saying, yeah, he's God, but not in the way that God is God, not the way the Father is God. And this is where they had to go back to the scriptures, and they had to cobble these things together and come up with a realization that, hey, Jesus was God with the Father before all things, begotten, not made, not a creation, and and finalize that because you were dealing with the fundamentals of this, uh, the majesty of the God we serve, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God eternally existing in three persons, not one God who then created another God to help him out and gave him a status. And that's what Arius was trying to say. Mm -hmm. And the, the early church said, no, this is, this just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Well, Pastor, in the uh, in the Old Testament, there's there's a verse that I think was recited by the Jews uh, on a daily basis, and it may have been even the first creed. Um, I'm not sure, but anyway, that verse is found in Deuteronomy uh, six, uh, verse four. It says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one." So, to to Christians coming out with the Jewish background, coming out of the Jewish background and, and hearing this uh, this verse recited over and over, how would Jesus fit into that equation? Well, the, so. the, that, that was part of the problem. It's interesting, and I'm, my mind's clicking trying to remember where this this resource is. But, uh, but, I, but I have it in one of these books that says that that passage in Deuteronomy is not a, is not a mathematical one. Okay, it's a word of it's a it's a it's a word of unity, right. so that you have a hint of the Trinity even in the expression "the Lord is one." Uh, yes, this is part of the problem for the Jews. It was part of the problem with the, with the disciples before the resurrection and the uh, outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Remember that in Matthew, uh, in John chapter fourteen, Jesus says, "You believe in God, mm -hmm. believe also in me." Right. Okay, because. That, that difficulty of saying, how can, how can this one God be, how can he be up there and be here with us at the same time? The one in essence, one in essence, their essence is the same. They have a shared essence. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, what, that's part of what made the, the challenge of the Trinity so uh, complex in the early years of the church. Mm -hmm. But, but we, we must remember that for centuries up to the time of Arius, People just accepted that Jesus was God. They didn't mm -hmm. try to 
explain it. When Aries comes along and says, oh, no, he, he's not God. He's a God, but he's not the God. Mm -hmm. Then the church has to come together and say, now we need to formulate a way of describing and affirming what the scriptures say about Christ. Right. And, and that's what the purpose of, of, the, of, the, of the Council of Nicaea. And that's another thing. Very popular in our culture, especially the other year when they, it was decades now, but that the uh, Da Vinci Code book came out. And the Da Vinci Code movie, and everybody got upset. And, the, this said, and they, you know, the Council of Nicaea made all this stuff up. No, all of those things they already believed prior to that, hundreds of years prior to that. Uh, and you say, well, Pastor, give me an example. Okay, there's a letter from Pliny the Younger to the Emperor uh, Trajan, if I'm not mistaken, where he's asking for direction about what to do with these Christians. And in this letter, dated to about 110, okay, we have the actual letter, mm -hmm. dated to about 110, he says, they go out early in the morning before the sun comes up, and they sing songs to Christ as to a God. So we see already the early Christians, 100, 110 AD, were worshiping Christ as God. Mm -hmm. That belief was not created at Nicaea. It was affirmed at right. Nicaea. They said, this is what we believe. This is what the scriptures reveal. So, so that's the importance of that. And Arius just was, was, was wrong. And you have the same kind of errors today in the Jehovah Witness yep. community. Yep. And, and it's so very important for people to hear this because there probably are list, listeners who have friends or family in the Jehovah Witness mm -hmm. community. We're not condemning them. We're telling you that they cannot be saved unless their faith is in the true Christ of God. They're following a false religion. Right. They are following a teaching that says Jesus is not who he says he is. He is not what the Christian church has said he is. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's serious. I remember we had a couple of ladies come to our house one day that were Jehovah Witnesses. And, and unfortunately, I didn't have time to speak to them because we had an appointment. And I said something that contradicted, of course, their teaching. And the, and the lady says, well, you're never going to convince us and we're never going to convince you. And I just told her very uh, straightforward. I said, ma'am, one of us is wrong and souls are hanging in the balance. If you're right, you should want to stay here and convince me I'm, I'm wrong so that I'll put my faith in the true source. And the same thing for them. One of us is wrong. We both we cannot say two different things about Christ and both be right. And if you really care, if you really care, then you will you'll stay in there and engage, pray for, uh, discuss uh, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. I was grieved some years ago when somebody had a loved one in the Jehovah Witness Church, and they said, "But they believe if they believe the Bible, they wouldn't be in the Jehovah Witness Church." Right. Because it is a completely different belief system. Mm -hmm. so, And that's what we're studying here. We're going back throughout right. the centuries, all the way back to Christ. And if you study and learn and see what was hammered out that, at these councils, right. then you can only come to that conclusion. Right. Right? Right. So I've heard a lot of people call Jehovah Witnesses Christians. Is that? Yeah, that's, they're not Christians. They're they? not Christians. They're not Christians. They don't believe Christ was raised from the dead. Mm -hmm. They don't believe he's God. Uh, depending on which ones you talk to, uh, they believe that Jesus was Michael the archangel. 
uh, a host of other beliefs. They, it's not a, it's not biblical Christianity. You can argue that they are cultural Christians, okay, mm-hmm. in that they they talk about the Bible and things that. But but biblical Christianity means I am basing my faith and my beliefs about Christ on the teachings of the Bible, as as have been handed down from the apostles. Right. Not, not just, I uh, have a Bible and never read it, or don't know what it says. Exactly. Where would the church be if it were not for these councils? We would, there would be no church. There would be a religious group that may be called Christian, but there would not be, a, there would not be the Christian faith, because there would be nothing to distinguish the Christian faith from all the other stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. It, it would just be one, it would be just one more voice in a crowd. That's a separate discussion, but they're, they're without the councils refining, defending, clarifying, affirming what Christianity is, mm-hmm. there would be no Christianity today. Well, let's go on to the Council of Constantine. To Noble, uh, which was uh, met in 381 A.D., and of course, the the complex things that we've been talking about before, they were still continuing on as they enter into this uh, council. Is that not true? Yes, and that's part of the again going back to the people that say, "Well, they made all this up at the Council of Nicaea." No, they didn't, and the Council of Nicaea didn't settle anything. Right. It, the problem continued. Uh, there's even there's even debate uh, again. You get into the history of of, Con- of Constantine, but there's even debate that Constantine was not satisfied with the outcome of the Council of Nicaea, mm-hmm. uh, and he kind of wanted it to go the other way. And the, the council voted, and they said, "This is what the Bible teaches. This is what we affirm." Uh, and I have to back up and voted is. Is such a loaded term in 21st century political right. America. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean quite what it meant then, but nevertheless, Constant, Constantine was not happy with that. He really wanted it to go the other way. So this controversy continued, and they came back 70 years later and had to clarify and reaffirm something they had already said. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think... it. In my notes, I have that uh, that there was a group that was pushing that Jesus was unlike the Father in in substance, um, which is what they were debating in, in the First Council at Nicene. Now, the, the Nicene Creed, which we recite here uh, at our church, that actually was uh, was brought into fruition or not fruition. That was actually uh, formulated at this at this right. council, correct? Not right. at yeah. That's a that's a little misunderstanding because it's 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 a lot easier. A little hard for me to get out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's easier to say the Nicene Creed than the Nicene Constantino Constantinopolitan yeah. Creed. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a mouthful. So we typically say the Nicene Creed. But the Nicene Creed we recite is actually the, the, the completed pro, a product of this right. this Council of, of Constantinople, which dealt with the actual the the person of Christ and the person of, of the Holy Spirit. 
uh, as well, that formulated the Trinity and the deity of Christ all came together into the Nicene. Yeah, and this is, this is again where they're not creating doctrines. They're searching scripture to look to, to learn how to articulate and defend mm-hmm. the things that they believe. Right. Uh, you know, this is part, it's a separate thought, but if we're all going to acknowledge that we're sinners, that we are capable of failure and flaws, then we must be willing to reevaluate our beliefs. And this is what's going on, so that we are we we know, yeah, this is what we believe, and this is why we believe it. Right. Uh, there's a phrase in the Reformed Church today that the church is always reforming. Right. It, it's always looking at its doctrines and saying, okay, is this is this correct? Is this do we need to modify the way we share, not the doctrine, not the truth, but do we need to clarify because language changes, cultures change. And we believe the same things, but does the culture understand that this means that right. because of the change in, in the culture? And that's what was going on with some of these councils. They're just, they're just making sure that they are conveying the truth of Scripture in a way that's true to Scripture and that, is, uh, uh, th- that the culture is aware of the, distinctives, the s- distinction between Christianity and and, and other beliefs. Right. Because if we believe, if you and I and the people watching believe that Christ is the only way, then we have to always articulate that. We always have to defend that. And that's what these men were trying to do. They weren't trying to deceive people into a belief. Right. They were trying to convey the seriousness of the belief mm-hmm. that they had. You go, we'll go back just a moment to your earlier comment about uh, persecution. The, it's a separate topic, but how did the church survive this persecution to get to the point of these councils? They, they try to say, well, they made all this stuff up. How did the church survive from its inception on the day of Pentecost to these councils 200 years later when there was a tide of opposition? To them, what drove them to this? And the answer is, this is the handiwork of God. Right. So these men, knowing that, knowing the heritage that they that they were part of, wanted to make sure people were believing in the true God. Mm-hmm. If they don't, you you don't have any hope of salvation. This is what Jesus said in his high priestly prayer. This is this is eternal life. To know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And that's why they they labored so hard to make sure the message was direct, biblically accurate, consistent with the words of Christ, etc. Exactly. And they poured over Scripture to do this and, and brought it all together in a creed that we can recite, we can memorize, and it summarizes the beliefs. Of, of Christians. Now we can go. You can you at home, and I encourage you to do this. Go over, read the Nicene Creed, the Apostles' Creed. Go back to your Bible and pour over it, and you can see that the uh, uh, result of the Nicene Creed is biblical. It's biblical, very yeah. biblical. It became definitive in uh, Orthodoxy, Christian Orthodoxy. And it remains until the present day. 
So uh, wasn't wasn't the, the formulation or or what came together in the Nicene Creed kind of already in use, like in their baptismal yes. uh, formulations and other uh, maybe like in the Eucharist, Lord's Supper, right. uh, it as well. So it, they kind of brought all that together. It, uh, it, yeah, it all came together because uh, the evidence is that some of the uh, nice uh, the, the, the Apostles' Creed example was part of a baptismal. Mm-hmm. That when you were baptized, you you recited part of the creed. They baptized you, recited part of the creed. They baptized. So yeah, it it goes all the way back. And I want to just emphasize this too. You just said made a great point about how the Nicene Creed goes all the way back there. And once again, you have the cultural argument. All the Bible's been changed, and what people believe has been changed. All, all and they were all time changing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have a creed mm-hmm. that we can document back to the early centuries, right. and it has been the same for those definitive. You said definitive. It became the definitive expression of Christianity. Three eighty one A.D. The beginning of the fourth century, uh, right. or the end of the fourth century. It goes from there to here. You have this trail. And you can't say they inter, inter, introduced a bunch of changes because it's it's the it's same there. creed and it's based on the same scriptures. Mm-hmm. So see, this this is why I say earlier to people that that uh, they may feel powerless when they hear those kind of statements from people. Oh, it's all been changed. And if you really know what you're talking about, you can see how f- how flawed that viewpoint is and how true your faith is, and you, how you don't have to be intimidated mm-hmm. by those voices of our culture. Right. That's, that's the value of this kind of study and this kind of reading, and we encourage people, to go, with respect again to Dr. Truman's book, because he deals with stuff in a lot more detail than you and I are able to do, even though we're very long-winded at times. He's, he's, he's unpacking some really important stuff, mm-hmm. and, and there are other good books out there like that as well. Well... Dr. Uh, Truman goes on and he says, uh, Constantinople is a great example of how public criteria for orthodoxy can develop over time. In other words, I guess he's talking about the word Trinity. Uh, A vocabulary actually developed out of these uh, as well, because if we look back, we we don't see the word Trinity in the Bible. But of course, the, uh, the... the teaching or the doctrine of the Trinity can be found all through right. yeah. the, the Bible. So I think he, uh, he brought up a question, I believe he said that the students would ask him, he said it was a very good question, I'll ask you the question. He says, if doctrine develops, does this mean that what unites us to Christ changes over time also? Well, uh, I really, <laughs> I really should read his answer to that because it's it's very good. No, our understanding of of how to express the truth may change. Right. The truth doesn't. Right. So, if I could use an example from my own life as a a part time uh, pilot, the principles of physics that allow airplanes to fly has not changed from the time of the Wright brothers. Right. It's the same principles, but obviously the shape of the airplane has changed. Right. Okay. The, the, the propulsion units have changed. I, I always love this. 
three a hundred and hundred and ten years or hundred and twenty years now since we've been flying, airplanes still look like airplanes. They yep. still have wings. They still have vertical stabilizers. Why is that? Because the physics of flight have not changed. So while we might change the look of the airplane, what makes the airplane fly mm -hmm. is unchanged. And it's the same way of scripture, even in, uh, you can use this analogy with respect to the different versions of the Bible. The way I'm saying it in the King James is different from the way it's said in the new international version, but the truth expressed is the same. And so no, because they had to uh, learn how to express truth, does not mean the truth itself has changed. The truth is the same, regardless. I was reading, and I just marked it in this book this morning as you were setting up the the uh, the camera. Uh, uh, Joel Beakey talking about the different perspectives you could have of looking at a volcano. You can be looking down from an airplane, looking up from a village, looking from the you, you've hiked up to the crest and you're looking in that way. There are lots of different ways to look at the volcano, but it is still a volcano. No matter which direction you're looking from, whatever perspective, it's still a volcano. And again, that's some of what's going on. They're learning, they're struggling to put it in language that will connect with people, but they're not creating truth or changing truth. They're just struggling to express the truth. And, and so, no, the, the, the fact that doctrine, the formulations of doctrines change does not mean the truth behind the doctrine or undergirding that the, the doctrine has in any way changed. Amen. Well, he goes on to the First Council of Ephesus, and that met in 431 A.D. And Dr. Schumann said, creeds do not simply offer new uh, doctrinal models and establish new vocabulary, with which to solve particular issues. They also generate new problems and uh, new questions to, to set the terms for future debate. So that's why the Council of Ephesus came along. And, and I believe uh, at Ephesus, the, the issue was Nestorianism. Nestorianism, uh, he says, is it it denied the humanity of Christ. So we go from denying the deity of Christ to the Council of Ephesus where there were those that were denying the humanity okay. of Christ. So, right. so once you solve a problem, uh, once they solved a problem, it just leads to more questions right. Right. and more issues that, uh, that, that they have to talk about in, in terms like um, he talks about terms that aren't aren't in the Bible, we were talking about that before, and he says, well, really, if you look, you, you know, Trinity is true. Trinity is not in the Bible. The word substance is not in the uh, Bible. But he says, if you think about it, if you want to go down that road, the, the word conversion experience is not yeah, in the, the Bible. Bible. Personal relationship with Jesus, that's yeah, not, not in the Bible right. anywhere. Yeah. Uh, the word missional or relational is not in the Bible. And no creed but the Bible is not, not in, in the, the Bible. Bible so. Yeah, and another, and another good word that he doesn't mention, but we've talked about before for all our dispensational friends, rapture is not in the Bible. Isn't it? The word rapture is never in the right. Bible. 
but but many people will die the death. They'll they'll fight to death to defend the rapture. So yeah, the fact that a particular phrase or term is not in the scripture does not mean the concept is not in the scripture right. uh, it, itself. So you you have to create it, and 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 it's important I think to say this to folks. And again, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little bit off track here. But this is the history of humankind. Mm-hmm. We, we did not, at one point in our history, did not know about germs. Mm-hmm. They, we did not know that there was bacteria living on your hands and that if you would wash your hands regularly, you would get sick less often. There's a, an old movie I saw, and I can't remember who was in it, but they were talking about uh, some of these people who, who struggled to bring to the attention of the medical profession the concept of germs. And how people rejected it and thought it's silly. The truth was there; they just didn't have the language or the ability to to unpack the truth. Right. And and so you have that same kind of thing. The fact that a word is not in the Bible does not mean the concept is is not there. And when someone pushes back, and when someone says something, as Nestorius did about Jesus was not uh, was not really a man. Now you gotta. Now you. Now you're flying in the face of scripture because it says he was born of a woman. Mm-hmm. How can you be born of a woman and not be a man? Right. See. So. So these are these are important issues. And if I could just say this as well, we must always be on guard. Uh, we must always guard the faith mm-hmm. because there are always ideas springing up if we believe. And I know that most Christians do. In fact, I think some people believe it to the extreme. If we believe that we have a real enemy in Satan, in the powers of his kingdom, opposing the church, then we should realize we must be on guard against false teachings. Right. And and this is a recurring problem. And and you have that in the in, in the situation with Nestorius. Right. Dr. Truman said at the uh, council at Ephesus, uh, he says it's the last council which the Eastern Coptic churches uh, acknowledge as being authoritative. Um, so this bring us, brings us, we, we talked about the Roman Catholic Church a lot up to this point, but we, we haven't talked about the Eastern churches or the Eastern Coptic churches. Now, this brings us to kind of a, like a split or a division in the in Christianity, uh, correct? Yeah, there there is now the 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 biggest break between East and the West had to do with the addition of the phrase "and the Son" mm-hmm. to the Nicene Creed mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit proceeded from the Father and the Son. Right. Okay. The Eastern Orthodox Church still doesn't accept that. That they recite the they they recite the Nicene Creed, but they don't have that and the Son in it. Okay, right. uh, the Coptic Church is, is different in that they have rejected uh, a, a fundamental concept of Christ's humanity, mm-hmm. and in the strictest sense of the word, they are therefore not a true Christian church. Right now, in our cultural connotations of using that word church, you know you'll hear people talk about the Coptic Church or the cops, but strictly speaking, they are not a true church because they have denied a part of who Christ is. So you have the Eastern Orthodox Church and the Coptics. Dr. Tuman says the second thing is uh, 
that happened at Ephesus. It is it closed debate on the number of persons in Christ. It was settled uh, from then on to be considered orthodox. All theologians have to respect that particular boundary. Now that's another thing uh, that the creeds and and these councils set. They set boundaries. Right. Now, uh, boundaries, sometimes people look at those as bad things, but boundaries are always a good, uh, or biblical boundaries are good things. Right. right. Uh, I, yeah, you, you make a great point, and, and it's overlooked. People say, I want to be free. I don't want all these rules. But your whole life is lived by rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's pointed out you cannot sit down and put together a... A, a splendid, inspiring piece of music, unless you abide by the rules of the that instrument right. uh, and the keys and and the, the the tones and the inflection. You just can't sit down and bang, 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 bang. Well, you ain't got any rules. Bang, 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 bang. I, I don't want to hear this instructor telling me do this, do that. I just want to bang, 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 bang. Mm-hmm. Well, you can do bang, 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 bang. And unfortunately, in the twenty first century, you can probably make a living doing bang, 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 bang. <laughs> But you're not going to produce anything that has lasting value. Right. You're not going to produce something that has lasting value, where it moves you, um, where you can almost be brought to tears by the music. That only happens when you stay within the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so, the, again, the beauty of the Christian faith, the majesty and the mystery of it, is, is in a sense owing to the fact that as these councils worked, they reached the point of saying, okay, now this is, uh, this is irrevocable, unchangeable. This is the truth, and it, you can't go any further than this. Right. Uh, so, so it's very important to have boundaries. And I just think, again, people tend to separate spiritual religious boundaries from the reality of life. Uh, again, back to piloting. There are boundaries. You have to fly at a certain speed, at a certain weight, <laughs> or you're going to crash and you're right. going to die. You can't get in a plane and say, well, I don't want any boundaries. Even stunt pilots who are doing these most incredible, crazy things with their airplanes have boundaries. They don't cross those boundaries. If you cross the boundary, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea that I can be totally free without any restrictions and boundaries in life, it's hogwash. Right. It is absolute hogwash. And so to, to, to then bring that over and say, well, there shouldn't be boundaries in, in religion or Christianity or God uh, is simply not. It's just silly. Yeah. You know, so. To be continued, we will continue this conversation in the next episode. And it keeps getting more and more interesting. Be sure to like and share this with your friends and be sure to subscribe to our channel. Thanks for listening.